This is our seventh session, answering the question, what is the meaning of a text? What do we mean by the word meaning? How do we use the word meaning in these labs? And specifically, what's the meaning of a written text? The answer I've been arguing for is that the meaning of a text is what the author intended to communicate by his words. And there are seven reasons, and we're on the seventh one in this session, for defining meaning this way. What the author intended to communicate by his words. I'm not going to read through all seven. I'm going to jump straight to number seven. You can pause and read these if you want to. So there's six, and then here we are with the seventh. This definition of meaning makes it possible for God to communicate to us with authority and trustworthiness so that we may know His promises and his instructions for our everlasting joy. If we don't have the author's intention, what he intends to communicate as our solid, unchangeable standard, then this ceases to be true. This definition makes it possible for God to communicate to us with authority and trustworthiness so that we may know his promises and his instructions for our everlasting joy. Let's see how this works out as we look at a few passages. Hebrews 6.13, when God made a promise to Abraham, since he had none greater by whom to swear, he swore by himself. He took an oath that he's speaking the truth. So when God desired more convincingly to the heirs of the promise, desired to show more convincingly to the heirs of promise the unchangeable character of his purpose, his intention, his will, Greek boule, He guaranteed it with an oath so that by two unchangeable things, one, two, the promise and the oath, in which it is impossible for God to lie, we who have fled for refuge might have strong encouragement to hold fast the hope. In other words, if this promise And this oath, do not show clearly the intention of God. If there really is no clear, definable, permanent, unchangeable intention of God in the promise, in the oath that is shown, then we don't have encouragement. We can't hear God's authority. We can't hear God's trustworthiness because there's no author intention there to be had. But there is in this 
meaning of meaning is essential for preserving that possibility. 2 Peter 1.20, no prophecy of Scripture, prophecy of what's written, comes from someone's own interpretation, for no prophecy was ever produced by the will of man. So he, this interpretation right here is the prophet's own interpretation of events. And he says that's not what prophecy is. No prophecy was ever produced by the will of man It didn't come from someone's own private interpretation of events. Rather, these men spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, not the mind of man, not from men, was giving reality or substance or intention to what the prophets spoke what the prophecy was. So the point of this text right here is what's in this text right here is not merely human. They didn't come up with it. It is given by the Holy Spirit. So we have access through Scripture to the Holy Spirit's intentions and purposes and designs in Scripture, in in prophecy. 2 Timothy 3.16, Therefore, all Scripture is breathed out by God and is profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness that the man of God may be competent, equipped for every good work. Scripture is the breathing out. It is the expression of God's intention. The content is His teaching his reproof, his correction, his training. That is, we can do trustworthy teaching. We can do authoritative teaching because Scripture carries God-breathed intentions through the intentions of the inspired, inspired writers. If there were no fixed meaning that never changes, we could have no authoritative teaching or reproof or correction or training, and we would not be equipped for every good work. One more text. If anyone thinks, Paul says, that he's a prophet, spiritual, in other words, if if they think they have access to objective truth about God or from God, They should acknowledge that the things I am writing to you are a command of the Lord. What I am writing to you, I have an intention in writing, and that corresponds to the command of the Lord. If anyone does not recognize this, he is not recognized. In other words, Paul would not be able to talk this way if there were no objective reality to this command of the Lord communicated in the things that he is writing. So let's summarize what we've seen. The meaning of a text, I have been arguing for seven reasons, is what the author intended to communicate 
by his words. Because the Bible assumes this understanding of meaning. Two, the golden rule. As a reader, do unto authors as you would have readers do unto you as an author. And you wouldn't want people to discount or ignore your intention in what you're trying to get them to understand. So don't treat the Bible that way. Reason three, reading a text in order to discover an author's intention is the humble path to greater knowledge and true wisdom. Reading in our own meaning or presuming we don't need an author's uh, teaching is arrogant, not humble. Four, this definition of meaning assumes the biblical worldview that a God-inspired author's intention has real objective existence outside our minds. Reality is not just an echo of our own subjective preferences and therefore interpretation of texts, reading of texts, doesn't mean you bring your subjective preferences and foist them on the text. You rather are going to the objective existence of a meaning outside yourself, what the author intends to communicate. Five, this definition of meaning implies that the text's meaning never changes, never changes from age to age, from reader to reader, because it's a historical event in time, and past events remain what they are, which leads to number six. This definition of meaning gives us an objective standard to test whether an interpretation is right or wrong, namely the unchanging, this standard is the unchanging reality of the author's intention, what he intended to communicate through his words. Which brings us now to the glorious conclusion. This definition, therefore, of meaning makes it possible for God, who's inspiring these authors and their intentions, for this God to communicate to us with authority and trustworthiness so that we may know, not just guess, his promises and his instructions for our everlasting joy. What then is the meaning of a text? The meaning of a text is what the author intended to communicate by his words. So, if you call out for insight into this, if you raise your voice for the understanding of this, if you seek it because it's more valuable than silver and search for it because it's more valuable than all hidden treasures, you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. Let's do this. What a treasure house we have of God's wisdom and knowledge and truth in the scriptures. Let's not read into it our ideas. Let's spend ourselves until we have no breath to dig out of it what the authors intended to communicate by their words.